0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to Tiny House South Africa. Um, Yeah, I know it's been a few weeks, and I've been meaning to get around to the next episode, but life happens, and here we go. Uh, Today's episode is both in video and audio format. You are listening to the audio format. You can check out our YouTube channel uh, for the video version, or you can find us on Facebook at Tiny House South Africa. Okay, so this week's episode is going down a genre where I've gone to visit a friend who's a homesteader like myself named Daryl Hunt. He has a company called EcoSanergy, and basically he has an amazing homestead. He's been there for five years, relocated from the city. Uh, He was a working vet, and now he's really putting his energy into sustainable creation. So he does consulting and installations of solar. But, uh, yeah, this is a conversation with myself and Daryl uh, trying to cover some aspects of the solar. He also built an amazing biodigester. And, yeah, and I try to cover some. I'm trying to create a format by where I can question people and interview them and really try draw some information for the listener out, for anyone that's really interested in this. To perhaps listen and learn from where we might have faltered and also to get inspired. So, without further ado, I'll start off in the conversation with myself, Garth, and Daryl Hunt. Mm, Daryl, take two. Okay. Take two. Um, Back, I mean, obviously, I'm really, I wanted to do this properly. Mm. That was my whole idea. I'm feeling like this is definitely like a genre that I would not only mm. benefit from learning, but yeah. I could also benefit and offer value to people. So totally I thought yeah. then, like after reviewing our last time we shot this, I thought well, it was great, but it was mm. It, mm. it lacked what was like the juice. There were so but many nice. things we didn't <laughs> we didn't cover, you know. Yeah. So um, maybe just a little introduction first, just like. Who, okay. the where, the how long, mm. just of your homestead. Cool. And yeah. then I'll ask a few more questions and we'll go from there. Okay. Cool. So,
1: <clears throat> I'm Daryl Hunt. Okay. Of uh, a company called synergy which I started up a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are in the crags near Plettenberg Bay. Okay. Which is on the southern coast of South Africa, (laughs) just in case South Africans don't know where it is. (laughs) Um, Myself and my family moved from Cape Town about five years ago, with um, the dream of being self-sufficient and living off the fat of the land, and it was all very um, stars in the eyes kind of stuff. Um, An opportunity opened up where I could um, still be a vet here in the area, um, and... um, we could start the ball rolling, so we we, we bought this little property in um a, a group of four people uh, started a company for that and and then managed to then buy the buy the property and we've basically been working on that uh in a way to to then aiming for that to earn us our livings um, and um yeah having a fantastic experience along the way, um, it fitted in with my, I, I have, a, have always had a huge passion for renewable energy um, and dogs, hey Dave, um, <clears throat> but uh, that's been opened up the door for, for us to, for me to get involved, um, in fact to change direction uh, of, of my job, to, to now go full-time into solar energy and solar installations, um, but also to explore sustainability um, on a greater level and in a practical way, um, because after spending a year at the Sustainability Institute in Stellenbosch in 2012, I very quickly realized that um, sustainability as a concept is still quite academic. Uh, A lot of homesteaders, uh, there's a lot of homesteading going on um, and a lot of um, experience being gained, but there's very little Avenues for that to be shared I think YouTube is one that's coming on online which is fantastic because people can 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 learn a lot and take a lot of shortcuts um, where something might have um, possibly gotten the better of us um, I think having a few shortcuts and 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 ways ways around that um, you know that is, is, is always going to be um, good to have a helping hand and, and a bit of guidance um so, so I mean, okay, so you've been here now five years yeah yeah five years. Yeah. so and we've been here five years, um, been building up various things, and it's probably only about now that we're starting to feel a little more comfortable in the whole environment and, and starting to see some returns from the property. Um and but yeah, oh wow, that's a long a... it's a long ROI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, but I mean I
0: guess with any mm. business, even mm. if you approach it as a business, businesses mm. take a few years until people Absolutely. see. So if anything, the a good takeaway just from that little thing is mm. that this is not a quick fix. This is definitely not a quick fix. If you're into a quick fix, Mm. if your idea of homesteading Mm. or being sustainable or living more of a sustainable life, Mm. it is a process and not
1: just like a flip the switch kind of thing. Absolutely. I think and maybe something I would I would take my previous um, job um, being a vet is also one of those things very much a calling um, which uh, can be very frustrating if you, if you're fighting the uh, fighting the flow, um, but homesteading in this in this regard, I think is is um, is definitely a, a calling in a way because uh, it, it has to. Um, you, you need to to grow organically with the process, um, or you may uh, not enjoy it at all. <laughs> <laughs> it might break you. Um, so you know, I think. Um, I think it's it, but 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 in my opinion, and 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 obviously that's my humble opinion. Um, I think that's where we are at. You know, it certainly suits me as a person to 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 be growing organically in in a way with um, the property. Um, I think I'm we're lucky in a way because the property lends itself to that. So that's also important, I think, to to see um, whether your dreams. Are in alignment with where you want to be and where you want to do it. Um, don't uh, necessarily try and um, uh, what's the the, the saying? Um, don't send a duck to eagle school or don't Don't try like and <laughs> don't try and produce ice in the desert or you know what. It, that might not be a bad idea. <laughs> but, um, um,
0: okay, so I I think that's awesome in the sense of I mean. I personally have come here now two or three times and I've had a good look around. Um, Some of the, I mean by far I think, um, I mean I know that you work with solar and that you've got a, a, a viable solar system for your homestead so I'd love you to chat a little bit about that as well as a few other things that really stand out for me. The biodigester is something that I think is an amazing thing but I think uh, uh, people need to know the, the truth about that, mm-hmm. that information especially mm-hmm. for here in South Africa and what mm-hmm. requires what might be required to have a biodigester um, simple things that I really love are the, because I live on rainwater and I've got no filtration system and mm-hmm. you showed me yours and I'd love to look at it again but that was such a simple hack mm. and I think it was great I'd love to talk about that a little bit and then yeah I think uh, so if there's anything like that I mean you've got these um, those are some of the, uh, I know you've got a compost loo as well Um, I know you're harvesting your own wood on your land uh, Mm -hmm. taking out some some trees that needed to be taken Mm -hmm. out but you're sharing the resource with someone they're applying the saw lending you the saw you're giving them part of the harvest Mm -hmm. but you're actually turning your harvest into furniture which is amazing Mm -hmm. I think those are kind of things that would be nice if you could talk just a little bit about them broadly um, yeah and let's maybe start off with the solar because that's your that's your niche really that's where yeah. you're working as well yeah cool
1: great okay so <clears throat> solar energy is is really um, I think in this country an absolute no-brainer we've got beautiful resource here um, <clears throat> so to not use it is, is almost sinful Considering the fact that um, our generally our our other source of, of electricity is escom, which has put us in the highest polluters in the world per capita okay so that 's something that as South africans we shouldn 't be proud of and something that not a lot of us even realize that our coal fired um, power stations uh, make us incredibly um, energy dirty compared to the rest of the world because they have a a lot of renewable energies in the mix uh, whereas we're actually quite far behind as far as renewable energy so solar <clears throat> there's a huge reason to do solar in the first there should be a lot more impetus for people to to actually want to be on solar the great thing about solar um power is that generally speaking certainly the ones that i deal with the systems are quite modular so you don't have to start um, with a quarter of a million system. You can start with what you can afford, okay? It doesn't always it's not always practical but it certainly is possible to start with something to offset your your usage of Eskom, okay? So you don't need to provide your you don't have to go off-grid immediately, but you can you can do what you can. And in another year or two's time, you can add some modules to that to bring you closer to your Um, being a little bit less dependent on ESCOM. So so I think that's what I would also try and point out to to people, is that solar is modular, it can grow and it can scale up quite easily. Um, For an average household like ours, um, we started off, I mean, we are completely off-grid, so we never had ESCOM in the first place. And and, and that's possibly another point to bring up at this point, is that if if you are going solar, you need some form of other power. Because the sun doesn't always shine, that's the reality. Um, so whether that is, is the grid or a generator, you need to have some other form of, of electrical power. Yeah. So, so I think that's one thing I would always want to, to make sure people understand, is that they don't have to start off with, with um, you know, being off-grid. Yeah. They can start small and add to that so that they can work their way towards off-grid. And always remember having a backup system,
0: exactly. so that it's not an independent I mean, system. You need multiple That's systems. right, you know, uh, uh, that's it.
1: So... Um, you have a multiple system, yeah? You have so we, we have a generator, um, which we would use if necessary. Um, Fortunately, recently upgraded my my, um, lead-acid batteries to a lithium-ion battery. Okay. Which is just a phenomenal jump in in technology and I haven't needed to start my journey since then. How big is your lithium-ion battery? So the lithium-ion has 20 kilowatt hours in storage. Um, Um, What does that mean really? Okay, okay, so if we bear in mind that... uh, Let's use um, an electric kettle, okay? okay? Uh, which I'm pointing over there, but we don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a okay. gas stove top kettle. Um, because generally speaking, any heating with electricity on solar is just a bad idea. Um, with an element. Sorry, so I'm any wrong. heating hmm. element with the solar is not a viable thing. So using, using heating elements um, with, with solar is not a great idea. But it's, a, it's an example to use. So, so your average kettle, um, plug-in kettle, electric kettle, is about 2,000 watts. Okay, or two kilowatts. Now, if you were to then use that kettle permanently or like an electric geyser, which are then more like three kilowatts, um, okay. let's say a geyser comes on for four hours, It's using three kilowatts for four hours, that's literally 12 kilowatt hours that it has used. Okay. In, in terms of, of, of ESCOM, that's usually referred to as a unit. A kilowatt okay. hour is a unit of energy. Okay. So that is quite important to 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 bear in mind if you do know how many kilowatt hours you use in a day or a month um, That becomes useful information because that that allows you to then say okay Well, my solar system needs to provide me with between 20 and 25 kilowatt hours during the the summer months Often in winter because of heating if you heat with electricity which is once again a bad thing rather use fire or gas so basically, the best thing to do
0: is to make sure that you streamline your systems, you use gas where yeah. to heat anything for your water or for your kettles. Ideally. And uh, that's going to allow you to get more, maximize your solar usage.
1: So, what, what it does is it, is it then removes a huge component of, of electrical work that, that your solar system would have to do because heating. Is, is up to 40% of what we need to do with our power. Okay. Okay. Sometimes more, probably up to 60, can be up to 60% of what we need to do is heat stuff up. Okay. And if you have to do that with an electrical element, it's just going to use way too much electricity, can be done, but then you're going to need to spec your solar system so big that it's going to be beyond uh, affordability. Okay. So, 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 so switching to, to gas for, for those options And you can obviously get gas stoves you can get gas geysers you can get all sorts of things on LPG Um, and then the balance you let your solar system do with electricity
0: okay and LPG is liquid petroleum gas and that's our universal gas here in South Africa at any petrol station or that's our standard that's our standard gas like we're covering awesome stuff we Mm. basically have spoken a little about the the introduction to your homestead Mm -hmm. We've spoken about solar mm. some beneficial stuff about solar understanding mm. its multi-layered system mm. and now we're speaking about the biodigester i just yes. thought that i want to ask you one or two things about the biodigester mm. it's like the romantic idea like yeah. you actually are going to have to learn to deal with yeah. your shit, yeah number one so mm. it's not the it's not mm. a pretty thing mm. yes it's a mm. wasted resource but it's mm. really Mm. something that's going to be hands on and mm. not pretty. Mm. And the one thing that I'm not quite sure, you said 90%, like mm. is your problem that you actually don't have enough waste to create the amount of gas that you require? Yeah, because I know that you said mm. something about you have to get cow poo from the neighbor's mm. farm, the mm. the dairy farmer mm. to actually well, prime it, feed it, yeah. it to get so it yeah. to feed it. So you have to feed it. So you're not actually creating mm. enough waste for the size. No. Of exactly. the one
1: that you've created? For the amount of energy that you're trying to take out. Okay. So, so that's also just the basic science thing. Okay? okay. And the other big factor that plays into this picture is, um, is temperature. Okay. Environmental Are temperature. Are we too, like Needs obviously hot. Slightly too cold, yeah exactly. So okay. in winter it slows down a lot um, and we can, we can look at the gauge, it's like on about 3 um, kPa. Okay. Uh, in summer it'll go up to 10, 11. You know, oh, wow. So it starts okay. to really pump out the gas, but, but at this temperature and at this feeding level um, it gives us just enough to sort of tick by. Um, okay. But I do have it piped for you know for, for the staff uh, house and another cottage down there which unfortunately in winter we just shut down. Okay. They just have to switch to LPG.
0: Um, cool so and so it's just some other stuff then.
1: So basically that's power, Yeah. now water. Do you catch all your own water? Do you have any dams? Okay, so we are quite fortunate in that we have a river um, water supply that comes in at about a hose pipe sort of pressure. Okay. Um, So that's for basic um, uh, baths and taps. And that's down down in the valley? It actually comes in just here. Oh, okay. It comes in just here. It's the um, Laredo water scheme. Okay. Uh, But generally speaking, we catch all our own rainwater um, and store as much as we can in the tanks and use that how much rainwater do you keep? We actually only have about 5,000 litres of, of, of rainwater available because the balance is from the, the river water. Okay. But I think if we were to, to go without the river water we would probably need at least 30, 30 to 40,000 litres.
0: Okay. Yeah. No. And so, and then what's quite nice, what I really like is your very simple way of filtering your uh rainwater harvesting
1: yeah you know it, it <clears throat> when when we first arrived here, um, there was just a, a gutter and a pipe going into the tank, and that was that and 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 after about a year, um, I realized there was a bit of a weird taste <clears throat> to the drinking water and and went in and checked and there was probably a layer about that thick of um, organic matter at the bottom of the tank and I realized you know it's uh, <laughs> out in these parts we are quite uh, dependent on rainwater and one needs to figure out ways to, to make that, keep that nice and clean and the first way is obviously to exclude any organic matter from getting in, into the tank in the first place so so there's a nice little um, and these are all a- available over the, the counter in most hardwares you might have to ask someone to order something for you but um, Jojo is pretty pretty sharp on, on quite a lot of things um, as far as a company goes that makes tanks Uh, you can get a lot of accessories and you just got to put them in the right place so the first one would be to put something on on the gutter that catches the leaves and excludes that from going down the the, the pipe Uh, and uh, and the next thing would then be um, a first flush system Um, and we can show you that later Um, but that essentially is just something that takes the initial wash that comes off the roof you want to basically dump that because that's all your dusty water maybe a little bit of bird crap that's uh, dissolved in that first uh, flush of rain. And you don't want that in your drinking water. So you just dump that off, and then you make sure that the rest of that goes into your, your tank. Awesome. And, uh, really nice, simple system, basic plumbing stuff that is all freely available. And as I say, you just got to put it in the oh, right I'm, place.
0: I'm super inspired. Like That's my next little DIY project at home, is to make sure that I kind of get that system put in because I've now got my three rainwater tanks and they all feed into each other so I could do that and uh, and then like I told you I, I have this vision of somehow turning into like a little water feature which would also be in a water mm-hmm. like I don't know a water activator or just to, to to give the water some form of its own natural vibration but I don't want to get too esoteric mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's no actual science to it but it's mm. just something personally I from being out in the mountains and mm. drinking pure water mm. and being in a city and drinking like stagnant water, mm. I just know that difference. That's okay. Um other things I wanted to talk about is so uh, I've seen that you've got your garden and it's like Fort Knox. <laughs> so so you know people come and they, they want to grow food, you know, mm. and they also think that they're going to come grow enough food for their
1: families Mm. or communities yeah i've heard i've heard on the size of a a door you can grow enough food to feed a family i'm not sure yeah (laughs) i don't know how they do that
0: exactly (laughs) and in what and and i know that one can i personally feel it's great to grow any form of food to learn about that Mm. but not unless like you're going all in Mm. all of the energy in to mm. try and produce mm. and I'm not particularly that kind of person. Mm. I'm more passionate about technology yeah. and about systems yeah. so and I feel like you're a similar kind of person but I mean I, I see that you've got an electric fence around your garden mm. and you've got
1: netting around your yeah. actual gardening so is that yeah, to right. protect from animals? Yeah, that's the thing, you know, it's all very well to be out in the, in the sticks, which is beautiful to see the sunsets, but uh, you also are then up against nature. And there's a lot of guys out there that would like to have, uh, eat your veggies as much as you would. Um, and unfortunately there's a lot of predators that live in the forest that also eat the chickens before you get them. So, you know, you do have to realize, you, you have to create infrastructure to look after your, what you are growing. Um, whether that's food, uh, uh, vegetables, or, or or food animals, um, you know they all need looking after, and uh, sometimes that can surprise us how much looking after they need. You know? Okay. Yeah. Um, and do you have like a, a any form of a viable
0: crop or anything that you sell? Because people think they're going to grow produce, or I'm going to be a macadamia nut farmer, mm. or an mm. almond farmer. Mm. Have you found any way to actually? produce something that could bring some economics mm. and come back into the farm. Mm.
1: So, I have to say, uh, five years down the line, I still have to keep my day job. <laughs> 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 um, it, it, it's incredibly hard to make, to make land pay. Um, as any farmer will, will, will attest, uh, it's hard work. It's, it's not an easy job. Um, and essentially that's what you're doing when, you, when you're homesteading. Uh, it's just that it's a, it's more of a variety of things that you end up doing. Um, it does require um, a lot of lateral thinking along the way. We started out growing um, a lot of veggies. We're now ending up growing lots of flowers because there's more of a, a, a economical model and, and more financially viable to, to do it that way. So I think from that point of view, we've, we've definitely learned to... To listen to the farm a little bit you know you you can't come along with your own uh, blueprint of what you want to do and force it onto um, a property uh, sometimes that property isn't going to be able to do it or, or just doesn't want to for whatever reason okay so I think that's important is to just listen to to, to what's going on and maybe that's and so that ties back into this isn't a quick fix. No. This is like a watch no. and learn kind of process where a, you... It's, it's a way of life, exactly. It's a... It's a uh, you know, whether you call it a calling or, a, or, or something, but it, it, it requires a mindset that, is, 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 that wants to be there and that wants to um, play on that field because uh, it, it's not always easy, um, but it's incredibly enriching. Uh, and one is learning all the time you have to be open to learning all the time <laughs> um,
0: so some other things i i want to put this into the podcast it's like if you could go back you've been here five years now mm. if you could go back to the daryl that just bought this land that was about to come in, gung ho, ready mm. to get started. Mm. But you could spend five minutes with yourself mm. and just give yourself some pointers about mm. parts that you may travel that would lead to no fruit or would mm. just be frustration. Yeah. If you could give yourself any advice,
1: mm.
0: um, what what would uh, what would you tell yourself?
1: Mm. I suppose it would have to be um, to to. To not be down, downhearted or downtrodden when things don't work, because because a lot of the time, you know, they they just aren't going to work uh, until you find that secret little recipe. Um, in some instances, it just requires perseverance. Um, but I think if I was to sit down with myself, um, I would I would have to say. Um, Take some shortcuts. <laughs> Get some help. Um, you don't have to figure everything out for yourself. You know, I think, I think maybe that's also a masculine thing that we we tend to to never ask for directions. You know, um, we know we're looking for something. We're looking, and we know where we're going, but but we don't always want to ask, even though that guy next door might might have the answer. You know, we end up banging our head against brick walls quite a lot of the time. So I think be be open to, 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 to other people's experiences is, is essential. Get some help from from people who have been there. Um, I think that's, that's a surefire way in any uh, realm uh, to, to, you know, to avoid pitfalls and, and dead ends. Um, because it's subtle but unfortunately there are in retrospect ways to do it wrong and ways to do it a whole lot better uh, and that just comes down to experience so I think uh, a marriage of the two is important because I think you know we can't just keep doing things the way we've done them so learning from the past and learning from previous uh, in this case generations is not always that useful when it comes to technology technology has also outstripped so many things in so many ways you know and that's where Solar power is, is, is now capable of doing stuff that we would never have thought. Um, and, and, and so obviously that marriage of using experience with uh, new technology, that's for me is where we, where we can make some exciting changes and, and, and break some ground, you know, because technology is changing all the time. And, and I think it takes people out on, on, on the edge in a way, on, on homesteads, sometimes put some of that stuff into practice to 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 see how it works and provide an example that, that a lot of things can work um,
0: sure. yeah. I found um, what's quite interesting and I, I see like a completely different mindset like I came with very limited resources mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I had about 200,000 rand that I had to make work yeah. turn into something that worked yeah. but I did and now I've you know now i have way more Mm. money than i've ever had before Mm. and i have Mm. this resource it's just like i had to start off very simple Mm. i had to consider what systems i could afford to put in and then how i could grow those systems better you seem to be able to have the opportunity to um, like put in systems that have better long-term thinking Mm. like you showed me your Mm. gas and Mm. solar so you've got a solar geezer on mm. your little rentable cottage True. and then you've got a backup uh, gas, gas. geyser yep. and it's they're both very good quality mm. ones mm. so you know you can buy ones that are inexpensive but mm. instead of that thinking i see that you've thought I rather get the better quality. Mm. You know what you're getting, mm. and actually the re- return of uh, on investment in the long is run better, exactly. is going to be lo- much better. You know, exactly. but not everyone has the capacity mm. to have that uh, sure. ability to buy mm. they Have to use what mm. they can, but mm. but I think like the idea of this is to show people that some people get hot water from mm. a black pipe on their roof, exactly, and exactly. and that can work that in can the meantime. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and and um, so it's, 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 there's a million different ways to do this and mm. part of the idea of opening these kind of conversations is mm. to let people know that there is a wealth of information out there yeah, exactly. but you have to be able to ask people mm. and now with the internet, yeah. if you just have the right question mm. you can actually go and find it an Exactly, and Exactly
1: and, 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 and I think one of my favourites is, is, is that the universe rewards action. You know, it's, it, yes, of course, do the research, do the reading find out but then you have to just act you know and at some point you have to just take a leap and, 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 and maybe that's what I would also I'd go back <laughs> <laughs> and tell myself to leap higher you know you have to <laughs> um, yeah,
0: I mean I personally from what I see with what you're doing I know you do the solar and uh, we can plug the uh, Synergy which is your business here mm. in the garden route mm. which basically does what's the slogan for your business practical solutions to sustainable living and uh, which I think is amazing because you're living it. Mm. You're not just talking about it, you're mm. living it. You mm. are the, I know lots of wayward thinkers, I know a mm. lot of earthies, <laughs> I know beyond earthies, <laughs> but I know no one who built mm. a biodigester mm. and actually made, made it happen. Mm and then is learning about that mm. and I just mm. see that as an investment in mm. something great because mm. as this trend moves towards people wanting to be more energy independent and learn mm. you are a pioneer mm. in that field and mm. what you'll be able to do is eventually turn it into um, a greater aspects of your mm. business mm. which you'll either mm. be able to train or you'll yeah. be able to offer exactly. services yeah. or consultancies
1: exactly. yeah and, and, and I think that's amazing that's it and even and you know one of the primary goals behind what I, my dream of, 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 of being here on this farm, um, which is a dream I had when I was in Cape Town too, but it just, on a place like this, it's become more feasible, is, is to put a lot of these, what were previously academic concepts that I learned about, into practice so that other people could see whether they were working or not. You know? and, and, and unfortunately, that was the question. Working or not, you know, I didn't know when I started. Luckily, they were working, you know, um, and other people can now see that, you know. So it's not such a big leap of faith. You can come and visit and see that it works. A responsibility of you know for our own lives and for our all our processes, for all our needs, you know, be that water or food or. For instance dealing with your own sewage you know that 's something that I hadn 't contemplated before I was here you know most people in cities don 't think about what happens after it goes away from your property why should it be your problem um, but that 's part of responsibility that 's part of our lives you know and our needs and our effects on the earth you know and and and, 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 and so I think the more one can take responsibility for one 's own life and one 's own uh, impact on the earth uh, the more you can close those loops of um needs and you know um and, and and so for me anyway, I think that's a huge part of 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 what that that feeling that you that you describe of like this is very satisfying you know like uh I think the first time I turned on my biogas. Um, we happened to have some eggs from the chickens before they all got eaten by the <laughs> the forest <laughs> predators. Um, and I had two eggs that I was then, uh, had harvested that morning from the chickens. And I was cooking them on our own biogas. And it was a very, very uh, fantastic feeling to, to know that that whole process of feeding myself was a little bit of a closed system. And, and, and that's that's incredibly fulfilling and and uh yeah that organic process is, is is palpable you know in those moments so it's uh um it's last thing i want to
0: really catch on and then i want to close this up i'm going to turn it into podcast and video <laughs> and everything but um, I think a lot of people just come in with a sense of naivety, mm-hmm. um, a bit of an Instagram idea of this community and living close to the earth. And, yeah. and I'm very much a realist in trying to give people accurate data, because yeah. I, I would hate people to waste resource, you know. Some yeah. people might be might, thriving. Mm. Thriving might be, you might be able to live in a flat, in mm. an urban environment, do as little work and surf as much as you like, and have a little garden balcony, mm. and that can be a model of thriving and mm. success. Yep. And and but some people they see this life and they don't realise what it is. Mm. And and. I personally um, am happy because I'm a micro homesteader. Mm. It means I only have to work like a day or two Mm. in the week Mm. and the other five days I play Mm. because it only takes that much to manage Mm. those systems. That's it. And I don't want to go bigger than that. Mm. I actually want to streamline that so I can maximize more yield and do even less. And so I can live more. Mm. And and that's my portrayal on it. That's it. And I think people are just a little bit like they want to go live with others, mm. or they want to go live away from cities mm. or resources, mm. but they don't actually come with the, how am I going to live there? Mm-hmm, exactly. what, what am I going to do there? Yeah. Um, yeah. How much energy is it going to take? You know, and yeah. then yeah. They, they don't think about that. Have you had any like uh, realizations of coming here where you didn't see that, and mm. now all of a sudden it was like, okay, the kids are going to have mm. to go to school, where's mm, school? You know, it's massive, like Massive,
1: massive, massive. You know, the implications um, can sometimes hit you long afterwards, um, you know, because you, in one situation in Cape Town urban living, you'll have certain costs. Um, and when you suddenly are living 30 Ks from the nearest town, those costs will be very different. Some of them will be less, but some of them will be much more. Uh, you know, I've never, before we moved out here, I never spent more than 500 Rand on electricity a month. Suddenly your electricity bill might be three or four thousand Rand, you know uh, With the same usage just for different political reasons uh, Another thing will be then uh, How much you spend on petrol or diesel every month because 30 Ks backwards and forwards to town is suddenly Going to use up a lot of fuel. So so things change, you know, and, and, um, and then kids come along and school You never thought would cost that much <laughs> so, so yeah, absolutely and I, I think but maybe more to the point of what you're saying or if I understand is, you know, I've, I've for a long time also thought that most people, including myself, um, want more than we need. Um, and I think that's quite a difficult concept to to to, to actually get very clear in one's head. Um, because you can usually have what you want but you need to be able to do what is required to get it. Um, that's maybe where some some people go wrong, but um I think we we need to realize that we actually don't need a hell of a lot you know um, and maybe wanting all those other things can can just be a huge distraction that's the one part of the the equation I think that you're talking about yeah um, and that a, a you know a life that is 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 more uh rooted in in reality and 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 Carrying water and chopping wood, <laughs> to, <laughs> to quote Van Morrison, um, is 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 just part of the real you know n- nitty gritty of, of being alive, um, and and uh, but yeah I think I think possibly from, from the homesteading point of view you know to you know one, one often then gets to a point where um, you know you you perhaps think you should be living off the land kind of thing. Um, that's a very difficult place to get to. You know, I, I, I don't know a lot of people, there are a few, um, but we certainly aren't there yet, uh, who, who can say that. You know? um, to live off the land is, is not an easy thing, um, because it requires an interaction with the real world, you know? which, which uh, if we're lucky and we can do a bit of trading here and there, that's great, but generally speaking you need to earn some money to pay the bills. And that's just about figuring out, uh, you know, what your farm can do and, and wants to do and, and whether that um, makes financial sense, you know. Um, Living with
0: other people, buying farms with other people, any quick thoughts on that? Can you? Absolutely, <laughs>
1: absolutely. We, we had a similar, a similar issue, um, fortunately it didn't um, become anything and, and, and we, we bought out a partner, but we started off with four people in a company. Um, and, and four people doesn't sound like a lot, but it means four independent egos and independent ideas that need to become one for you to make any decisions and move forward. So I know when I was younger we used to dream a lot about having this big farm with lots of stuff being done, but it doesn't happen unless we have a common goal. Um, and, and I think the more people involved the more difficult it becomes to make any decisions that carry impetus and make things happen, um, so I would definitely advise people to just minimize the number of people involved in these kind of decisions. It becomes complex, okay just human human humans are complex people <laughs> <laughs> and we we have our own ideas so so if we can minimize the human the human influence uh two people struggle, any partnership, any marriage will, will know uh, that even two people can be an issue. But, uh, so keep it to a minimum as far as people who need to make decisions and, and work, and obviously even there, there you need to be pretty similarly minded, you know? otherwise um, things can get stuck. Yeah. Um, you know, and, 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 and having a, 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 a homestead like this, there's always decisions that need to be made and things that need to happen, otherwise it's going to sit. And, and, and be overtaken by a wattle. Sure. <laughs> so sure. So so it does need it is a big part of, are, of the process. You are basically keeping the nature at bay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah. So
0: I think this has been amazing. I, I definitely think we'll do this kind of thing again. Mm. I know that you do the solar work. People can you have a website? Yep. Ecosynergy Okay. Yeah. I'll put a plug a plug cool. it at the end. I'll mm. put the details there for it uh, thanks for the time daryl this has been thanks a really God. nice interface yeah. um i would love to do a bit more stuff one day we will do more intrinsic like diving into some of the systems Definitely. but uh, i think a lot of people get a lot of good value from this and uh yeah it's going to be fun to grow cool good okay. one <laughs> Action. take done great so, yeah, I hope you found that interesting. For me, it was really, I really enjoy the just the conversational aspect of being with someone I know and trying to get them to open up and speak about what they're doing. And I really hope that you find some value in this. And uh, if you do, please reach over, reach out on social media and say hi, and uh, let me know how you're doing, and uh, I would really appreciate some input, you know. So I'm inspired to just follow this chain of thought for a while, because I feel diversity will be good, and uh, yeah, I look forward to making more content, and I look forward to sharing it. So thank you very much for listening, and your time, and uh, stay safe, and yeah, keep following the dream. For now, cheers.